Listening Dog Media. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary VTW, void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus the fifa women's world cup 2015 brought to you by the offside rule and audio boom we're back with another Offside Rules special from out in Canada, our final one from Ottawa, because we will be moving on to Vancouver next to cover England's quarter-final game. Who thought we'd be saying that, Kate Borsay? I'm mighty relieved to get past Norway. Um, I'm glad we're off to Vancouver. I'm slightly nervous. If we make it past Canada, we've got Japan to contend with, and after the performance that we've seen from them, I am very nervous about that. Well, we will have some of the reaction from England's victory over Norway. We were both there, baking in the sun. How hot was it? <laughs> like 27 degrees. Apparently, the plastic pitch was heating up to about 40 degrees. So if we thought we were uncomfortable, imagine how the players were feeling. Yeah, they did very well under those circumstances. Uh, we'll be reflecting on that a little bit of post-match that I managed to grab as the players were coming through and getting hounded for autographs. Um, I managed to stop a couple of them, so we'll hear from those. Also, we want to obviously take a look at the quarterfinals that are coming up on Friday and Saturday. Uh, we'll run through those and a little saying that sometimes you might mutter back at home. You wouldn't want to do that, would you? You wouldn't want to do this. Well, we're going to fill in the dots. You wouldn't want to dot, dot, dot all around this World Cup so far. And as well as all of that, we'll have another quick fire questions, this time with England's Jodie Taylor, who made quite an impact, actually, when she came on as a substitute against Norway, uh, along with Jill Scott. And we'll start there because it was such an interesting game, Kate, to watch. The first 45 minutes, it was like being any England fan for the men's football team, as well as the women's. It was just agonising at times. Norway took the lead and it wasn't looking fantastic for us. It wasn't. We looked nervy to start off with, didn't we? We were just soaking up the Norway pressure. What was great about us, though, is that team spirit. We got back to one all. Um, lovely header from Steph Horton after a corner. Great to see a set piece at its best. 
Yes, uh, we have to also mention the winning goal. Um, a wonder strike from Lucy Bronze. Now, I know that Mark Sampson and a lot of the players actually have been saying to Lucy, you know what, if you get the opportunity, have a pop. And that's because she has that sort of shot and power in her locker. The only thing that I thought would be going against her in that game was how much she'd got to track back to mm. keep up with Ada Hedeberg because it, she was really having to keep her in her pocket and a couple of occasions, you know, she wasn't able to keep up with her because she's such a quick 19-year-old Norwegian player. Um, but when England did get on the front foot and Lucy surged forward, this opportunity, this wonderful opportunity opened up. The substitute Jill Scott and Jodie Taylor were involved and teed up what was a beautiful shot, which actually Lucy has since said, in my head, I was just thinking, I've got to have a pop at it. <laughs> and she did. And it pulled off at the right time. So talk about everything aligning and happening when it should do. I feel really, really delighted for Lucy Bronze. She's an excellent player and I'm glad people are talking about her. Another player that people were talking about, in fact, FIFA have dedicated a whole page to how she is the England wall, and that's Karen Bardsley. <laughs> uh, she was player of the match. Um, interesting, because I think her first game against France showed a few jittery moments. Yeah. Um, but since then, she's been really, really solid in the England goal, um, certainly kept England in it for the first 45 minutes. And just how important could she be when we're looking at this next quarterfinal against Canada? I, I think Karen Bardsley could be one of the, the key people in this encounter. It's so important important to have your goalkeepers on point isn't it you know they are the psychological backbone of your team and I know we've seen Karen out and about when we were in Moncton we saw her on the day of a game with her psychologist walking through the streets of Moncton just talking it through together and I think that's what Karen um, perhaps has added to her game perhaps she's made full use of the um, extended England team out here you wouldn't at the moment want anyone else between those sticks she's grown into this competition her confidence has grown so I can only say that against Canada she'll be on top form well the England players are of course going to be in confident mood after that victory over Norway and what an experience it's going to be playing the hosts with over 50,000 people watching, most of them supporting the, <laughs> the host team. It's going to be all against them. This is what they were feeling like at the full-time whistle against Norway. I managed to grab, well, three words from Steph Horton, followed by a few more words from Claire Rafferty. Your thoughts on that? Get in there. <laughs> Raff, well done. Oh, thank you. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> the girls feel it. Buzzing, absolutely buzzing. Like, on to the next one. Now it's going to be a massive game in Canada. So. And how about Lucy Bronze's strike? Oh, what a strike. You can't write that, can you? <laughs> no, not at all. Well done. Thank you. See you in Vancouver. See ya. That has got to do them the world of good because you can hear in their voices how ecstatic they are. But now in Vancouver, preparing for this game, I guess we throw it forward and say, what are the challenges going to be with Canada? We know they haven't scored many goals. We know they haven't really set this tournament to light yet as the hosts, but they're there. They're in the quarterfinals. They've got an English manager, John Herdman, who maybe will know what England are going to do more than anyone else. Well, everyone's talked about the fact that pre-tournament, uh, England lost against Canada and we've spoken to the England team about that. And then they're like, well, we stepped off the plane 24, 48 hours earlier. We weren't really going all out for a win in that game. They were just sort of testing the water. People have forgotten that we beat Canada in the final of the Cyprus Cup back in March. So we have to take that victory. And Herdman afterwards has said that he's figured the England team out. In fact, in our brilliant Women's World Cup magazine, we've got an exclusive interview with him. So do check it out, folks, saying that following that Cyprus Cup, Cup victory, he's figured 
England out. Well, we know what Mark Sampson's a specialist at. He's a specialist at keeping people guessing. So if Herman thinks he's figured England out, ah, he ain't seen nothing coming yet. <laughs> Is that your best Canadian Texas no. twang? Um, I, I have to say, yeah, if, if he thinks he's figured England out, he's one better than me because I haven't. No, exactly. Uh, I'm still trying to work out the sort of team that Mark Sampson might play, um, with the formation, because we've seen a, a change in that, 4 4 we've seen this diamond midfield. Yeah, yeah it, it's just going on and on. It's endless. So good luck, John Herman, if you think you've worked all of that out. What will be interesting is whether we can get a 90-minute performance, like the 45 minutes, the first 45 mm-hmm. minutes we saw against Colombia, mm-hmm. and the second 45 minutes we saw against Norway, because at the moment... There hasn't been 90 minutes of this sort of England performance and the advancing, attacking, best form of defence being attack-minded England because that is where I think the key is. As soon as we sit back deeper, we're inviting the pressure on. We don't look comfortable. Although the defence have done a brilliant job, you, you wouldn't want us to play like that for 90 minutes. Well, let's have a look at Canada's games. Against the Netherlands, we saw this game in detail, Lindsay. They were great in the first half, but they just lost it in the second half. It was almost like they were 1-0 up and they fell apart in the second half. They let the Netherlands get the better of them and that ended in a draw. In their group stages, they won one and drew two. So they're not convincing at all. And when we talk about England having that patchy 25-35 minutes at the start of a game, well, that happened to Canada too against Switzerland in their round of 16 game. It took them a while to assert themselves and get comfortable. So when you're looking at what happens during games, I think both teams have been guilty of the same things so far. So I think it's up to one of the teams to really take it from the very beginning. Christine Sinclair, she's been um, well, she's been criticised a bit, actually, because it doesn't look like she's had an awful lot of the ball. But what Herbman said is, look, what she's doing is what she does off the ball. He's created a new role for her and Canadians are questioning it because they're used to seeing her scoring all the goals. She's older now. She's got a different part to play in this team. So where you have to watch her is giving her space and giving her time. And we really need to watch that. I don't, you know, I think because she's been out of the headlines, people have underestimated her a little bit. I love... Kadisha Buchanan. She's their defender. She's, what, 17 years old? She's she's insatiable. She's like a brick. She's fearless. And so I think we need to find a way of getting around her. We had a chat with Casey Stoney, didn't we? And she said she thinks she'll turn into be one of the best yeah. defenders in the world. Um, she she is fierce, for want of the word that you love when you're watching her. She's oh, so fierce. <laughs> Um, that's the sort of running commentary I get from Kate Borsay as we're watching her. Um, she will be difficult, but you, you know, you, you haven't got one player in defence. You need to have a back yeah. four or a back yeah. three at least. Um, and she really does only make the others look better. So <laughs> potentially England can break down somewhere. Um, let's look at the others then. Let's look at the other quarterfinals um, and go through a summary of those. The one that jumps out the page at me is Germany versus France. France weren't convincing against us. Yes, they got a 1-0 win, but... Oh, did they ever really get out of first gear properly? I mean, it was one of those games where we obviously had a, a tactic that didn't come off. And um, watching them since, Colombia, it all went wrong. Yeah. And then after that game, they've gone about making amends and slowly returned to the France side that we recognise. However, they're not going to be good enough for this Germany team, are they? I don't think so, unless the likes of Louisa Nassib do find their gear. We, we haven't seen the best of her. We haven't seen her at all, really, do what she does best in this tournament. We've seen um, Le Sommer and Abeli cause problems. Um, 3-0 winners um, against South Korea in their round of 16 game. That was pretty good for them, and that was them finding their feet. It depends how they match Germany. I mean, Germany were held by Norway in the group stages. We have to remember that as well. So if Norway have found 
a way to try and stem that electric German attack, then France have to find that too. Yeah, it will be tough. Uh, China versus USA. Um, USA, they they haven't been the USA side that I thought I was going to see in this tournament. Um, not when you look at the names like Alex Morgan, um, Sydney LaRue, um, Abby Wambach, all the big names that have been coming into this competition, the ones that we've been speaking about the most. They haven't played, for my liking, as a team enough. I can see the individual moments and then that sort of has got them through each match and they, yeah, they've had one nil wins or they've won by one goal margin and they've done what they needed to do. Often the team that goes on to win or the team that gets to the final sometimes is a team that gets a one nil mm. narrow victory all the way through. You look at the likes of Spain in the men's game, they often just get that narrow victory, mm. keep moving on, keep getting through the, the rounds. However... There has to be a change within the USA team, maybe not against China because I can see them overcoming China, but in the next round they're going to come up against some opposition that are really going to ask some questions. Well, talking of changes, they're going to have to change things around because yellow cards in their last game mean that there's no Megan Rapino and there's no Lauren Holiday either, so they're going to have to change things around a bit. Their goalkeeper, Hope Solo, top saves in the tournament so far, so you can always rely on her. But I agree, the USA have to find that extra. Maybe they've been keeping a bit in reserve, but they'll have to find it without two key players. Are China the side equipped, though, to make the most of that? <laughs> no. <laughs> I know, I don't think so either. I think that will be fairly straightforward, but let's see what happens to the USA. Um, Australia against Japan. This should be a tasty affair. Mm. Japan playing actually some of the prettiest football in this tournament. Um, They look like they've walked off a training pitch and that they're just executing some little dummies, shimmies, Mm -hmm. stepovers. They are all in sync. There is a beautiful harmony to this Japan team. Summed up no less than in that last game that we saw, Japan beating the Netherlands Mm -hmm. 2-1, which wasn't really a reflection of how much they dominated that game. I thought the Netherlands were very, very lucky for it only to be that scoreline. And suddenly I sat up and paid attention and thought, Japan, Japan, the reigning world champions. They are the reigning world Mm. champions, Lindsay. It's funny, isn't it? Because we'd sort of forgotten about Japan a bit. And I know a lot of people have put the 2011 win as deserved as it was. Kind of down to a bit of a fluke in that they were definitely surprise winners and we weren't necessarily expecting the same thing from them again. But they're the only team in these quarterfinals that haven't dropped points thus far. The only team. So I think we do need to worry about them. Um, Of course, you've got to be aware of the old goalkeeping error. We saw a a goal slip through their goalkeeper's hands quite literally. She sort of just spooned it into her goal. So of course they're going to make the odd error but when you're talking about pretty football, as you said, straight out of a coaching manual, Japan are there and suddenly, as I mentioned earlier, I'm fearsome because if we meet Japan, if we make it through Canada and we meet either Japan or or Australia, I'm now worried about that. Quick word on Australia, high on confidence after ditching out the world-class Brazil. Well, they're not world-class but they've got a world-class player, haven't they? So So the Matildas are high on confidence too. I think this will be, as you said, a really interesting matchup. Well, we're going to leave that there. What I can guarantee is that Australia and Japan don't eat as much chicken as the England team. (laughs) Do you know where I'm going with it? I so know where you're going. And unfortunately, Jodie's not so scouse that she says... (laughs) Um, We have got another round of quickfire questions with a member of the England team. And this time, as you just heard, it's Jodie Taylor. 
Make sure you visit the Women's World Cup channel on Audio Boom for exclusive tournament content. Jodie Taylor, these are your quick fire questions. Favourite meal you've had so far? Favourite meal in Canada, probably fajitas, chicken fajitas. Something you didn't know about Canada? Um, I didn't realise how big Montreal was. Who's the early bird in the squad? Laura Bassett. Who's the most bothered about what they look like on the pitch? Uh, Leanne Sanderson or Tony Duggan. Who's most likely to forget to call home? Uh, me. <laughs> Who's got the best celebration dance? Not on the pitch but in the bars Jill Scott who's your favourite player for another team at this World Cup Tobin Heath the USA or Christine Sinclair Canada or Lisa Devanna Australia sport for choice have you got anyone out here to support you yes I do my mum and dad have been here um, and I've had a couple of visits along the way from various people in America from America best song to warm up to probably some rap or something pop that's put on by the team any job outside football what would you do anything at all uh, probably run a club, like a director, coach, and oversee, oversee a club, the business behind football, I think. Something that you have to do before a game that's a bit different to everyone else? Okay, I need a coffee in the morning. The day before, yeah, the day of the game, I need a coffee. Um, and if you could get tickets to any sporting event, what would it be? Anything at all? Anything. Uh, it would probably be a championship game in either the NBA or NFL. Hi, I'm Jill Scott. You're listening to the Offside Rule out in Canada at the Women's World Cup with Audio Boom. Interesting hearing from Jodie Taylor with her quickfire questions because we forget that she's really the player that that knows some of these opposition players the best from the England squad because she plays with a few of them. Yeah, she plays for Portland Thorns and it may not be a team that sort of many people have heard of over in England, but Christine Sinclair plays for them. Alex Morgan plays for them. She's surrounded by world-class talent. And I think when you're talking perhaps about England's most offensive weapon in terms of speed, you've... you've Forget about Jodie Taylor. She's really very, very quick. Very quick. Um, wonder whether she'll start, actually, in the quarterfinal game against Canada. We'll have to wait and see. Um, she's certainly come back from this knee surgery. It might be a, another substitute appearance. Um, we'll move on then to you wouldn't want to, dot, dot, dot. Uh, you wouldn't want to what? Um, let's just pick some things from this tournament that have amused us. Um, wondering where you're going to start. You wouldn't want to be Germany defender Jennifer Kramer. Nadine Angora, she's one of the... Uh, rocks of the German team, very experienced in goal. She was giving everyone... Now, now I have to ask you what, what this is technically called. It's like a double fist pump where you basically clash double fists. So she was giving those around to all the team before the game as a bit of a bit of a kind of a warm-up site. Yes, we're together, girls. And she went around all the team... Poor Jennifer Kramer stood there with her fists ready, kind of nervously smiling a little bit because she's quite young. And what does Angara do? Completely passes her by. She leaves Kramer hanging with two fists in the air. You wouldn't want to be Jennifer Kramer, left hanging by one of Germany's best players. Um, I'm saying you wouldn't want to rule out another Lucy Bronze strike. Mm. Uh, Many people thinking Lucy Bronze, defender, didn't see that coming. I think she's going to be told now... Keep going forward. And we might just get something similar to what we saw against Norway. I'm going to go back to that Germany game because there was another you wouldn't want a moment. After the game, um, Thailand lost 4-0 against Germany. But everyone was happy. Thailand were just delighted to be playing uh, the European champions. Um, Anja Mittag, she was being asked for loads of photographs by the Thailand players and they're all lining up and having um, you know shots and selfies with her. One of the Thailand players, now I'm going to have to check that I pronounce this right, uh, Ratikan Thongsongbut, uh, lined up to get her photo, um, stood next to her and one of her teammates came in for the photo as well. 
Fong Son but shoved her teammate out of the way and was like, this is my photo. She shoved her out of the way twice and her teammate's like, what? So what was the moral of the story? You wouldn't want to... Well, you wouldn't want to be her teammate to get shoved out of the way for a photo with Anya Mittag. Okay, Uh, you wouldn't want to be Ayumi Kaiori, who we've already mentioned, the Japan goalkeeper. What a howler. It's on repeat here in Canada. (laughs) Also, I found Vine's websites. It's just gone crazy, just showing over and over. Imagine waking up the next morning and all you get to do is relive probably one of the worst moments of your career. Um, Japan, as you've said, perhaps come to her rescue, really, in the sense that they've done so well, getting maximum from everything. She can hope that people are going to focus on the beautiful football from Japan rather than the big howler in goal. A final one from me. You wouldn't want to be Karen Bardsley's nose. Against Colombia, Carolina Arias uh, came up against Bardsley. Bardsley stopped the ball, stopped the shot from Arias with her face. <laughs> That's how tough Bardsley is. I wouldn't want to be her nose after that. Oh, well, uh, I'll give you a few more. Uh, you wouldn't want to predict the England starting eleven um, no. at the moment. I think that's quite a difficult thing to do. You wouldn't want to upset Lady Andrada, who, um, if you've seen any of the YouTube footage, has got a really mighty punch on her. Punched Abby Wambach once. <laughs> and speaking of which, you wouldn't want to get into a professional debate with Abby Wambach. Very outspoken. Yes. Um, started a whole petition about the artificial pitches. Very vocal about mm. the fact that she thought um, she could actually sue over it um, if she gets an injury. I think everyone's waiting with bated breath every time she goes down at this tournament. Is it a crunching tackle? Is she going to sue? Also talking about the yellow card scenario. Yeah, she issued a statement she was so angry about the situation. A couple of other observations from our time in Canada. Uh, You wouldn't want to get your suitcase of clean clothes too near the France team on night out because we saw them, didn't we? Smoking, smoking (laughs) away. You finally outed them. I have outed them. And uh, finally, uh, I think you'll agree with this one. You wouldn't want to stay too long in Moncton. Oh, harsh. Lindsay absolutely gave me pelters yesterday, folks, because I said something not not very nice about Ottawa. Because it's just a bit random here. It's a bit... I want to say it's a bit like Birmingham without any of the culture, OK, before anyone from Birmingham starts writing in. Um, you wouldn't want to stay too long in Moncton, would you? Although I think we loved it for the fact that we made friends with all the players' parents. Yes, that's true. <laughs> uh, the Moncton Tourism Board are going to be on my case. Um, we wish England all the best in their next encounter in the quarterfinals with Canada. We know that the majority of the support is going to be for Canada in that stadium when we go and um, watch them, Kate. But we do do our best, don't we, their volume levels ourselves. <laughs> we have to be careful because we're obviously recording audio for Audio Boom. And by the way, pop over to Audio Boom and have a look. We do daily roundups whenever there's match days. Um, there's all sorts of things, previews as well there, and loads and loads of player interviews. But yeah... We do our best, but I I have to sometimes hit Lindsay and just say, you're going to have to pipe down for this one because you can hear her going... In the back of quite a few of them. Yeah, you can probably identify my screams um, in the background of some of our audio we've been getting. Um, yeah, we wish them well. Uh, we also want to remind everyone that you can go over to at Offside Rule Pod on Twitter and there'll also be live match updates on there. We're not responsible for that because we are not that talented to be able <laughs> to do all the audio and do that as well. We've got a really good team back in the UK across that. Uh, also, um, people can go to the website offsiderulepodcast.com. You can go back to previous podcasts. You can also see some articles that have been written, um, some recently actually looking at the the form of some of the teams out here. Uh, Finally, prediction against Canada. 1-0 to us. 
I'm going to say 2-1 again. I think it might be another 2-1 scoreline. By the way, Tony Mystic Layton, who writes for The Times amongst many other publications, got the Norway score wrong. It's the first score he's got wrong in this tournament as we meet our fellow journalists when we're doing all the press over here and speaking to the players. So, Tony Layton, you better come up trumps with an England win on the next one. We'll be back with another podcast special from out in Canada after England's quarterfinal. We'll see you then. The FIFA Women's World Cup 2015. Brought to you by the Offside Rule and Audio Boom. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.